For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What were the top stories of 2018? My picks point to a clear agenda. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And that is just when I'm on today. And uh, But I do move around a lot. But that's okay. I'll keep you posted. My next show is Sunday, January 6th from noon to 3. And if you want to keep up on when my shows are... Check me out on Twitter at Monica Perez Show, or you can reach my trusty sidekick and producer, Brad Binkley, at Freedom Act Radio. How you doing, Binkley? I'm great. The Peach Bowl's today, so I'm looking forward to that traffic. <laughs> you do. You do hit more traffic than I do, so I'm sympathetic. Uh, but I, uh, I'm a little... I had so much holiday spirit, and now I just really feel like I've like gained my holiday weight. I've I've like <laughs> I'm ready for my kids to go back to school. Uh, although I am looking forward to New Year's, you know, I just really like uh, a nice champagne cocktail. I know. I know that's my thing, but I'm very, uh, you know, I don't overdo it. Never have more than two. Always do it on the right occasion. Always in moderation. But the holidays, there are just too many occasions. Yeah, I know. So, it's hard to be to yes. use moderation at the holiday time. It leads to massive weight gains, which is really the one thing that keeps me in line time, <laughs> and, time and time out. So here's the thing. So on the last show of the year, which this is for us, I always look back on the year and uh, think about what were the most significant stories, not like the biggest stories, the biggest headlines. You go to CNN and it'll say like, or New York Times also, I noticed that said the most clicked on stories. I don't know if I believe when they say stuff like that, but it, uh, you know, that's not how I look at it. I, I have a couple of lists, the two lists that I found interesting. I have an, the NPR list, which they say is from listeners or viewers, whatever. And uh, the Associated Press list, which is they uh, is a newsroom poll, so it's curated by journalists. So those are two examples. But for me, the list that I come up with are the stories, not the biggest stories, but the stories that I feel are the most revealing, the most significant. I particularly have an eye to the stuff that serves an agenda uh, that... I feel like it's hidden because oftentimes it's it involves re- limiting our rights, curtailing our rights, concentrating power on the top, subterfuge where the story is meant to make you look in one direction and there's something going on in another direction. But the bottom line is these are the stories that I think should mean the most to us because they have the greatest implications for our our rights and our position to defend ourselves against uh, really the powers that be, whether, I mean, I feel like when I look at these stories, the government and the media are clearly together in 
keeping and spinning these things a certain way, keeping the real details out. And I look back to our founders and the Bill of Rights and see that they that was designed expressly to give us our rights in order to protect us from government power. And I focus on that. That's what my, where my list comes from. I know, Binkley, you take a different approach. What What's your list? I try to look at the headlines and stories that have the, in my opinion, biggest propaganda effect. So the impact that it has on uh, public perception and discourse. Well, that sounds like my what I'm partly. Yeah, it's it's similar. Mine is focused on the policy and the agenda. Yours, maybe mine is more. uh, Yours is more about revealing the methods, the tactics. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start. I think we've got tons and tons to cover, so maybe I'll hit it fast, and uh, you can do yours, and then we can go to what what the mainstream, what they're trying to tell us the most important stories are. Uh, if people want to chime in, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. So my list, I, I'm definitely building up to what I think is the most significant as far as individual liberty and rights. I'm a hardcore libertarian. Uh, but it's not really necessarily in order. They're all very important, in my opinion. The number one thing I have on my list here, which, I mean, maybe is like 10 if you're counting down, is uh, is a really undercovered story. The national debt and deficit, to me, are uh, evidence of treason, collusion, conspiracy. It is the greatest threat to our uh, the American experiment. The 2019 fiscal year projected debt, national debt. Do you know what the national how much the national debt is? Is it two hundred dollars? <laughs> it's that and then some. Well, well what is it? <laughs> it's twenty two point seven trillion dollars. Wow. $22.7 trillion, which is more than the gross domestic product, or if you think of the old ways, GNP, like more than our production for a year. It's around $70,000 for every man, woman, and child in the country. I See, I can comprehend that, but the trillions, I can't even comprehend what that is. Yeah, so every little baby, anybody on welfare, old people in the hospital, every one of those people, if they were to help pay off the debt, their their share, you know, what's earmarked for them, would be almost $70,000. And uh, it's there's a couple of things I like to point out about that. One is we're definitely never paying it off, <laughs> you know, so... Russia, because it keeps getting bigger, like that number is bigger. Russia went bankrupt. They defaulted on their government debt in the 90s, I guess it was, which created a massive crisis. Now their debt is only 13% of GDP. When people are worried about Russia, I'm like, that's the real threat, that they're going to actually survive and we are going to collapse. And it reminds me of the Simpsons episode. Simpsons, if you... If you ever look in the deep webs, The Simpsons has some looks to be have some predictive programming. It tells you about stuff that's going to happen in the future. That could be just coincidental because there are so many Simpsons, they're bound to hit on something. I don't know, but one of their their episode where Lisa Simpson becomes president, the her predecessor in office was Donald Trump, which people thought was funny, <laughs> and his legacy was that he drove the country into bankruptcy. Well, so Anyway, here we are. Uh, 
And the deficit, this is the other thing, the deficit, 2019 fiscal year projected deficit is almost a trillion dollars, $984 billion. So so in 2014, I, I would say the Republicans held Obama's feet to the fire. And because of the sequester, they got the deficit down to less than half of what it is now under Trump. I think it was $485 billion, if I remember correctly. And then without much press at all, Trump and the Republicans just swept the, uh, I believe they just swept the, the sequester under the rug, and now the deficit is double what we had achieved. But this is taxation without representation because we're spending money that we are not paying for. Some other taxpayer is going to pay for money we have already spent. So it's taxation without representation. And there, last thing I'll say is there is no reason for us to have any deficit whatsoever as the most prosperous uh, political entity, civilization, culture of all time. If we can't pay for what we're using, then humanity itself cannot exist. You know what I mean? You can't spend the past and borrow the future when you are the most productive civilization. That is just not a sustainable, it's not even a logical outcome. So I smell a rat. That brings me to the next thing on my list, which is uh, I, the Syria, pulling out of Syria, bombing Syria, the stuff that we do in the Middle East. I believe that the debt and deficit and the bombing, both of those things, that our presence in the Middle East is all in the service of the military-industrial complex, which I consider the top tier to be the financial entities, the defense uh, companies, and the energy companies. And then below that, uh, I guess big tech is kind of the little sister of defense, big pharma, big farms. But the big finance, energy, and um, defense run up these deficits, run up this debt, uh, encourage us to drop bombs in other countries, even when they, I mean, I think we bombed the same caves in Afghanistan like 10 times looking for Osama bin Laden, who wasn't there, you know, in those caves. So that just, it, to me, this is all like high level treason. This is the stuff that's going to bring us, you know, destroy our society, destroy the American experiment. And it, and it just does not get the, the kind of uh, press that other said like what was your top story there Binkley you texted to me earlier like can you believe this was the top story of the year oh the top story of the year on a number of websites is the royal wedding which I had forgotten even happened <laughs> right. who cares right I was like nice dress <laughs> yeah. right next year it's gonna be the royal divorce you know the top story in America is a wedding in the UK right so that's what people are worried about, not the imminent uh, fall of civilization. But and I'm not trying to be like, oh, be be afraid, be very afraid. I'm actually I, I, the the thing that defines most of the rest of the things on my list isn't the debt or the deficit or any of that. It's not that which which I think I can't see an outcome that does not uh, involve some kind of collapse or loss of status and power. But the but most of the other stuff is about the encroachments on our rights, our protections, our liberties, our ability to function as self-governing individuals. Uh, so they're really hitting us low and high. So let's get to those stories. And um, I know, you know, mine are kind of 
heavy and dark, but I want you to I want you to be aware of these real issues rather than the wedding, you know, like, oh my gosh, stop talking. I need to look at the wedding pictures. So anyway, let's, uh, I'm interested in what your uh, other people think. 404-872-0750. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Counting down, I guess, the list of what I consider to be the most significant stories of 2018 based on the impact on us, on what we need to be informed of if we're going to at least kick the can before the age of tyranny descends upon us, which I think will be a result of our loss of rights, which is in the works, in the works. So, uh, all right, so the first two I had were record national debt, um, the bombing and pulling out of Syria. And then the third one I have is vote or die. It's the, it's the vote shaming that people on the, I mean, it's definitely on the left, but like this idea of getting the vote out, especially young people. It does, when Binkley played me a clip, uh, during the year that showed, I think it maybe it was Linda Sarsour, her crowd, who I don't still don't really know who she is, but she's so so. What what is her story? Real quick, I got like one minute. She's a community organizer. But her, why is she so big? Like she's behind what everything, basically. I don't know if she's behind everything, but she's been in that community for years. She's more active in the Muslim community organizing. Uh, she has a lot of ties to Louis Farrakhan, and she's basically the founder of the Women's March, one of the four. Okay, that was the thing. Yeah, so she, well, their idea was uh, vote who we tell you to vote for, whether it's somebody who's incarcerated, somebody who's an undocumented <laughs> yeah. person. I mean, just kind of crazy stuff. So they there was all this nastiness about you have to vote. There's something about Linda Sarsour that people didn't connect. Stacey Abrams, during one of her uh, speeches, it was caught on camera and it was made into an ad where Stacey Abrams said something about undocumented people voting. And she spun it and said that that's not what she meant, that she was just saying everybody should be involved. But Linda Sarsour, who was the first person to tout Stacey Abrams nationally, very much intended for undocumented people to vote. And to hear Stacey Abrams repeat the same line almost verbatim, people didn't yeah, put that together. It's not believable that she didn't mean it in the same way. Yeah. But when people talk about expanding the vote, they for sure, I think, are including illegal immigrants, which is why I, the Electoral College is so important, because if California wants to do their votes that way, really, if the people of California don't care who votes... They can do it that way. They are entitled to their electoral votes, just like they're entitled to their congressman or whatever. And if they if they want to toss a coin or uh, elect a dictator to allocate those votes, it it totally insulates that the impact of that from the rest of the country. But if you go for a popular vote, then the federal government has to police everybody in all the different um, states. Every polling place has to be thoroughly policed. Uh, so I don't like that. And that's part of this movement about destroying the Electoral College. I, I remember I opened the year 2018 with what is going to be the theme of this season of the reality show. And it was you're a Democrat or you're evil. <laughs> and now it's like you vote or you're evil and you vote Democrat or you're evil. 
That's number three. We'll get back with the rest. 404-872-0750. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies. I'm interested in reality. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6, and that's what I'm on today. Next weekend, though, we move around for UGA Sports, which is totally fine, but you got to keep up on it. So January 6th, we are going to be on from noon to 3. And I believe, hey, Binkley, Binkley's my producer, if you just tuned in for the first time. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes. Uh, can we start? So we were, well, I don't want to give away one of the, we're going through lists of the most important, significant stories of 2018. Uh, and I don't want to hint at a future one, but our websites were purged from WordPress. So yeah. uh, it's been hard for us to communicate as we rebuild, but we are rebuilding. Uh, but I think it's in a position now that we can update it, except for the URL is a little bit different. I think we're using the prop report, like propaganda report, thepropreport.com. And uh, let's, can we, do you think that, I believe we can start updating that so uh, post like when our next shows are. So we're going to try to do that. If not, you can get it on Twitter at Monica Perez Show or Binkley is at Freedom Act Radio. We'll tell you when our next show is. But this time the next show is January 6th. That's Sunday, noon to three. So, okay, so we're going through our list. And uh, my list, I just try to focus on the stories of the year that, were designed because I've gotten to the point where the big mainstream national media on the left and the right, in my opinion, is really focused on agendas, um, propaganda. There's the only time they come out with real information is when they're forced to, and they downplay it if it works against their policy. So that that um, that comes up in a couple of the items on my list. Specific proof, like uh, why isn't the media covering this? But this this my number four is is what happened to Papa John. Papa John was tricked into uh, saying some, uh, using a racial slur. Literally, from what I understand the story, now the people who tricked him are not revealing, are not releasing the audio, but the audio was, they said, say this word, say this word, say this word. He said, I'm not saying that word. And they said, you have to say it. It's part of this exercise. He said, I'm not saying that word. They said, you have to say it. He said, I don't say that word. And he said the word and he said, that's not a problem around here. You're not going to have a problem with us. Anybody saying that word. Then he resigned because he said, you know what? I shouldn't have fallen for it. I should never let it come out of my mouth. Um, and then he realized later that it was a trick and he tried to claw his way back. But the problem is this, the bigger problem altogether is this, or, or it's like a twofold problem. It's this idea that allegations mean guilt now, this came up with the Brett Kavanaugh hearings where Brett Kavanaugh was going for justice at the Supreme Court, which he got. And this was really, for me, uh, the, liberta the National Libertarian Party, when they put Gary Johnson and William Weld on the ticket for their presidential slot, uh, they had jumped the shark, in my opinion. Those guys are, they're not libertarians. William Weld literally... Admit, said, oh, I just read the platform this morning and he was on the ticket. It was really sad. Um, but I think if I am not mistaken, I'm pretty positive it was the National Libertarian Party that said they did not support Brett Kavanaugh's um, position on the Supreme Court's confirmation because 
he stands credibly accused <laughs> of sexual assault, and sexual assault is the opposite of liberty. Yeah. You know, going to jail for something you didn't do is also the opposite of liberty. So Brett Kavanaugh, though, wasn't at risk of going to jail. But uh, so I don't know why people were so bananas over that. But the fact is this idea that allegations without proof uh, are can end your career, if not your liberty. With Papa John, he did admit to to saying the word, but this is what I think is like a little more subtle, the problem with what happened to him. And it is across the board what's happening in the hashtag me too thing is there are legal concepts for you to be convicted of a crime as a crime. You have to have both actus reus and mens rea. You have to do the thing and you have to mean to do the thing. It's kind of like religion. It has to be grievous offense against God. You have to have sufficient reflection and full consent of the will. Like that's how you get a mortal sin. You can't go to hell unless you've done all those things are in one at one time. So with Papa John, yes, I guess, you know, technically he said the word that was the crime, but he had absolutely no intention of using it in the sense that it's now considered to be criminal. I'm not literally criminal, but close enough. Uh, there, so by tricking people into or falsely accusing or whatever, you can really destroy someone even though they they don't have the mens rea. So you destroy their – you're not discouraging people from doing wrong things and from thinking bad. You're just uh, – you're. Uh, it gives a lot of political power to people who want to attack you because we've got these basic needs, basic uh, elements of crimes and stuff are being ignored. Yeah, and that story, you know, along with uh, he's guilty before even investigating it, they just present it completely out of context. Like here, which uh, story? The uh, the Papa John story. Mm-hmm. That was an ad. That was an agency. See, he had hired an agency to help him with a training simulation, and then without him knowing it, that agency was bought by one of the most prominent liberal uh, doni- donating families of the past hundred years. That was a major Hillary Clinton supporter, and just did not like him to begin with. Right. He had been in the crosshairs repeatedly. Yeah. And what happens, what I've noticed, is that if there is anyone who has uh, a position, I actually remember it with Chick-fil-A um, and other people. I mean, you can think of it in celebrity terms, too, Kevin Hart. I and mean, people who have, or you could go back and think of John Lennon, possibly, in this context. People who, who have power. Even Nixon, who was an insider, I believe that he was taken out by a coup. People who have power and maybe even play play the game to some extent, if they are no longer in full control, totally controlled, if they won't uh, bow their heads and bend their knees to whoever is running the political correctness show for a purpose, not because they don't want to offend people. They're using this not because they think this guy is offensive. It was hidden audio. They could have just never said anything and no one would have been offended. But they they're using it for power. And if you if if you don't succumb to it, bad things happen. Like I, I almost wonder. This is really down the rabbit hole. I have absolutely no reason to think this, but I'm just saying I could see a scenario in which, like Anthony Bourdain, who I completely accepted the idea that he had committed suicide. He said, unless of course there's something going on with that Me Too stuff and his girlfriend that, uh you know, doesn't meet the eye because he wouldn't keep his mouth shut. And then it came out that 
uh, she had accused Harvey Weinstein, but but she herself had been accused. She actually settled a suit for being a sexual predator, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. For a kid that was um, in a movie with her, she played his mom. Oh, my gosh. So so it was funny because I was like, the only thing that would make me second guess the Anthony Bourdain, uh, you know, judgment of how he died was if her story didn't hold up. So I'm just saying they will. I don't know about that. They would go as far as to kill somebody, but I'm just saying they certainly take people out there. There's no question about that. You can see it with this guy. He was taken out. You never hear the audio. And it was using whatever tools you can have to destroy someone. And what you're doing is destroying their ability to participate in the political process. So that happened to Bill Cosby, which we're going to get to later in my list. (laughs) You destroy the political process because the politics isn't for the politicians, right? That's what the American experiment is for. It's for us to all uh, be able to participate. And if you make it big, you can use that money and power to get a diversity of views across. So the next, my next number, number five, is uh, about about how in the Alabama Senate race, the Russian bots that were were signed up to Roy Moore's Twitter account that discredited him were run by. Uh, Democratic operatives, ultimately, if you chase the money, trace the money all the way back to the top, it's this guy, Reed Hoffman, who founded LinkedIn. And if you look at his Wikipedia page, it says, similar to what I've read about George Soros, but does not appear on his Wikipedia page, that from a young age, he was interested in philosophy and wanted to make a real impact on the world. And he felt that making a lot of money would be the way that he could basically impose his will or his vision on the world to make an impact. So so it's okay for a guy like that who actually committed a political crime here, although he says he didn't know, he just let the money out. and uh, It's okay for him to do that, but it's not okay for uh, truly a truly diverse range of opinions, whether they make you comfortable or uncomfortable. And with Papa John, I'm not talking about his opinion was the ability to use racial slurs. That's not what I'm saying. He had other opinions. He put certain things in black and white context uh, from a business perspective, just saying, hey, I'm not judging. I think it was the NFL take anything. Was that it? He was like, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that business is down because of the take any effort. Wasn't that right, Bing? Yeah, didn't he, he was He was that. saying like to a investor meeting, right, business is down and we think it's because people aren't watching the NFL because of the knee thing. Right. You have to have a call about why your results are the way they are. And that has to be true. You can't lie. You can't leave stuff out. He absolutely had to say what he thought were the real factors in that. And that, I guess, made it made that that movement, which is obviously major propaganda push, yeah. um, discredited. So uh, I don't know if you have any other comments on the Papa John's thing. No, I think you about covered it. Just that they, that was, oh, they tried to extort $6 million from him. Oh, yeah, to cover it up. Yeah. They said, well, but I don't believe they ever, even if they took the money, they still wouldn't have covered it up. Yeah, in my probably opinion. right. They would have just used the money that Papa John paid to prove, kind of like what you see with Stormy Daniels <laughs> that you or, or the other one, that they, they pay hush money. People do pay hush money, even when they're innocent, by the way, because... It's, it's blackmail. You just do it because credible accusations are good enough to destroy people. Yep, and I will say in the 
morale field manual the OSS gave to their field agents the in CIA's 1943. Right. These are, these are um, intelligence. There's topics. an entire section on blackmail. And it details exactly how to do just that, how to get people to do what you want by making stuff up that seems plausible. Right. And they use rumors and all that kind of stuff to make it feel like uh, people can believe it. And that is what number five is here on my list, which we'll let's take a break and then get to the rest of it. But it's about these. If you didn't hear our show a week or two ago, it's about the fact that uh, the Alabama Senate campaign against Roy Moore was riddled with deceit and other, uh, I would say, illegal. I mean, it looks illegal to me, but there's more to that story. So I'm going to recap that after the break, and then we'll go on with our list. You can give a call if you want to chime in, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. I actually do not question the nature of my reality. I feel like that that is where I draw the line. Like, what do you know? Do you know if the moon landing's real? Do you know if Paul McCartney is Paul McCartney? Is he the real Paul McCartney? I don't know. I don't know. That's, well, I actually do the Paul McCartney thing. I think I cracked the code on. It is the real Paul McCartney. But, uh, but when people are like, how do you know that this isn't all a dream, your own dream? I can't. I can't go there. Because then I can it's go just there. every you can. Oh, I can totally go. There. I could do it, but it's so <laughs> irrelevant. It is so irrelevant. Unless it really leads to like your ability to not feel hunger or pain or you know what I mean? Like if you can really then control it. Like which the matrix. people do say, swamis and stuff say they can, but I'm not going there. I'm in the here and now. <laughs> I got I got dog poop to clean up. I got stuff to do. I can't I can't contemplate the navel. So, uh, but we are talking about the most important stories of 2018. And I have to say, this isn't really in order because this to me is one of absolutely the maybe top two most important. It's this revelation. We did a whole show on it last week or two, which you can find it at, you can actually find the shows right this second at propagandareport.libsyn.com and also on iTunes. Monica Perez show on iTunes has all this stuff um, also. So it's that the Alabama race, the guy who wrote one of the two Senate reports on Russian interference in the 2016 election, his, uh, he, his company is New Knowledge. Uh, there were a lot of front organizations, a lot of different organizations involved in this, but it was Hoffman from LinkedIn's Money, and this guy kind of ran the show. <clears throat> And they, they're the the whitewash stories that are coming out in the press are that they you mimicked Russian uh, interference techniques to study them, but mm-hmm. what they actually did so they did two things they posed as conservatives to split the ticket and to make conservatives like go off the deep end or whatever which fr- Russians sp- did not do right, and then. <clears throat> They were actually, you know, they're accused of being actually marginal conservative websites like that target conservatives. This was targeting. They're actually called it a false flag where they acted Mm -hmm. like conservatives. And then the other thing they did was they they pretended they were Russian bots to uh, to discredit Roy Moore, which, of course, is not a Russian tactic if there are real Russian bots helping 
like Donald Trump, for example. You know what I mean? It's not a Russian tactic to discredit people by pretending you're Russian. Yeah. And everybody believes it, too, because... In which case, what you said a long time ago, Binkley, was if Putin just came out and said, I love Hillary, that would have been a much easier way to get her to lose the election. Yeah. It's the power that they give Putin by just hating everything that he, he says means that he can if he if he wants America to not do something all he's got to do is say that he loves it. Yeah, he doesn't have to spend money to do subversive things like these people did. The story is very in depth. We could we could do a whole another show about it. But to me the big takeaway here is just like the Stormy Daniels thing on Thursday night I filled in for Mark Aram will post that show too. We talked about Stormy Daniels who had run for was recruited by Democrats to run as a spoiler in a Louisiana race against David Vitter 10 years ago. And why this thing about Russian bots and that thing about Stormy Daniels isn't all over the news, Fox News. Why isn't it all over the news to show that the biggest stories that have been used to attack Trump have been complete Democrat fabrications? And I'm not like a big Trump defender. I think he's an actor. You know, the head of CNN created Trump as an actor. So, and we don't see his tax returns. But that is important. It's really important. And I went back to the beginning. Oh, sorry. You have five seconds. We'll cover it when we get back. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break. Uh, call me if you want to. 800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750. You can tweet at me at, at Monica Perez Show or Binkley at Freedom Act Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.